0: beautiful sound um, so how this goes don't know what I'm drinking here
1: well I'm I'm drinking homebrew so nice well kit homebrew not the good homebrew do you know what
0: I've still never done a kit homebrew either have
1: you not it's never a, it's another one of them hobbies used to do it with my dad years ago when I was still at school like it was um we used to go in the shed and put a few kits of homebrew on and stuff and it was that's so enjoy- cool I just enjoyed it and um I've kind of not, didn't do it for a few years and then when we got the new house and it was also set up again I could I could do it again and I like to do it I like to do a stout at Christmas or a, yeah. bit, a bitter or something and I'll do that sort of regularly every year but you know, I got last year. I got more into it, doing a few more different things. The only thing is, I, I tend to have to be left with it all to drink myself, and there's no way I can drink 23 you? liters of bitter as much as I'd like to try. I've given yeah. some, to give, give some to friends and bits like that. They'll have some off me, but um I took me a few quid for put the money in the t- in the pot for the next kit. Or yeah, whatever. like that. But I'd like to, um I'd like to get into grain brewing one day, but that's that's another big hobby i feel like you've got to take on that's not something yeah you can just knock up in an hour and a half or even no exactly
0: it. i feel like there's a lot of research in that and a lot of trial and error and th- yeah. and which and i don't have the time for trial and error at the minute that's has going to be I'm, absolute isn't it
1: that's where i'm at yeah i haven't got a full but i watch some some guys on youtube and stuff and they'll and they're experienced in doing it in that they've been doing it for maybe 10 years, and they'll say, "Yeah, you need a full Sunday to do it. You have to get exactly. up early and do a full Sunday. And I'm like, I don't know if I've got that time. No. And, and, and I won't be able to do it in a full Sunday, will I? Because I'm not as experienced as them, so it's going to come with its challenge. <laughs> It'll be a month of Sundays. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it is an interest of mine that I've, I'd like to try one day. But as I, say, Love I that. It's just, a, it's just a kit. It's a, It's an Irish stout that I did for Christmas. I've got a few bottles left. Nice. It's it's a pretty good one actually. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, is that what you've been drinking tonight then? Yeah, that's what. I've, well, it's lost a bit of head there, but that's what. It doesn't look as good as it did a minute ago.
0: Very nice. Love that. That's even cooler.
1: But right, so this is the first instalment or segment of something that's going to be on Jamie's man cave. Now I don't know where this quite fits. Amazing. I don't know if this will just pop up on the YouTube channel, along with my other stuff, or if this yeah, might yeah. possibly turn into a podcast of some form. I don't know. Love that. But I thought, well, I've got you on. I could pick your brains mm-hmm. on the on the beer scene and the local beer scene and your thoughts on it and everything else that Too you right. do. Yeah. with um... So you are a craft brew with a view on social media.
0: That's the one.
1: And then you're more views with craft. More.
0: More views on um, craft brews on the podcast, Podcast,
1: yeah. And opposites attract as it is now,
0: and that's now they're kind of like we were discussing earlier, spicing things up a little bit. That right. That's a segment of more views on craft brews. So, the over like the umbrella is more views on craft brews, yeah. and then I imagine because it's something I want to continue for years, yeah. Is I'm just going to do different series. It, basically, what that's code for is my co host was getting bored. <laughs> <laughs> So and okay. he really was, and he never came out and said it, but just I just watched him go. I don't have the time for this anymore because right, <laughs> okay. he was so busy. He
1: got he got really really deep in the craft beer world now, uh, and I, we're talking a guy who's I've nowhere heard. a part of it. Right, okay. So I was interested in sort of asking you about that, but I don't I don't really know him well enough to sort of you know ask anyone really. Oh man, I will throw him under the bus every day. No but, I'm I, but I just sort of. Listened from afar, really listening to the podcast, and I like, used to try and get into the the crew dog quite a bit, Um not as often as I'd like, you know. With yeah, what you just know been what we've talking about for kids and family life, so that little crew market hall, yeah,
0: what is a hidden gem? Is a hidden gem because during half term they'll have a soft play out every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. So we it it was a win because all three of us love going there's something for all three of us there's beer there's pizza there's chocolate sundays, there's a sweet shop and there's a soft play but yeah so a craft brew with a view started as in lockdown just before lockdown as a, a review like i just wanted to review beers but yeah i wanted to do this weird stupid thing where i held it like this well i can't do it on the camera um with something pretty in the background, like a sunset or whatever. Now, when it started, I lived in Congleton. Right. So Congleton had, it was quite a hilly place. And you name around Congleton, Macclesfield, Oldley Edge, there are so many stunning places you could just go and look at. You could go up to Mac Forest. You could go to White Nancy. You could go to the cloud, yeah. all these huge mountains, huge mountains, tiny mountains in the, in the grand scheme of things, these hills, and you get these <laughs> amazing views. So it just worked out that, like, you'd be drinking a craft beer, with a really nice view in the background. Um, then I moved to Sandbatch and it's flat and very industrial, and there are no views.
1: No, not <laughs> so, so many, is
0: there? No. So it's just now pictures of beer, um, but a way for me to keep track of what I've drank. And, that is and, and that's how it started, really. I wanted to keep track of what I'm drinking. And that,
1: that's another and, question that I, I, I may as well ask you now. So you're listening to, listening to the podcast and it's Lewis, isn't it? The, the Lewis, was, yeah, was your partner in crime on the podcast at one point or another. So obviously he works in the beer industry, so he can he can recite beer names and um, all the ingredients that go along with it at any point. I imagine, and but you know, just I'll be driving to work and I'll be listening to it in the morning. I think, how are they remembering all these beers that they've tried? And they might have tried one that was like three years ago that they say is like the best best stout they've ever tried or best in you know that they've ever tried and I'm like I'd have to go if I didn't take a picture of it or put it on untapped I wouldn't remember what it was even if it was really good I just know I had a really good beer in that pub once now I think
0: it's a trait it's a weird trait so okay.
1: obviously
0: I'd agree untapped is a really good way to start it yeah. uh, doing your own Instagram page is another good way but yeah. what I and what a lot of people do on Instagram Is is make notes. So it sounds really sad, but I will drink a beer, and if I'm in a pub, I'm going to make notes on it. Or so tonight, I'm not drinking beers that I'm I'm going to review, but I'd I'd probably actively be going right. What am I? What am I smelling? What am I getting? Yeah. Um. And that's what me and Lewis kind of got into in person. We'd sit around at each other's houses. We'd drink six or seven beers, share the can. And that would just be our night is just talking about the beer, being like, "Oh no way that that smells like this." Or I remember quite early on, like like three years ago, we we got obsessed with Daya, and and Daya do some brilliant beers. And three years ago, possibly the like the best in the UK. Yeah. And I, similar to you, like I drank a beer and I liked it, uh, or I drank a beer and I didn't like it, and that was that was as much as I did. And. And then me and Lewis got to this point where we were like, right, well, I've never heard of, uh, like, Idaho 7 as a hop. I'd never heard of. It meant nothing to me. And and we kind of were like, oh, well, that tastes a bit like that bit. Oh, that's got Idaho 7 in it. Oh, that's got mosaic in it. and And it just started like that. Well, then we'd go to the pub and we'd drink it. And we wouldn't just buy the beer and move on. We'd buy the beer, look at it online, find out about the brewery, and be like, oh, it's got this in. And there are some that tasted better than others so we'd make our notes in our phone then we'd talk about it on the podcast uh, when we first when i first started the podcast i sat there with reams of paper
1: right.
0: and i would literally have like right this was tiny rebel club tropica and it tasted of this and it had this um and I, I used to handwrite things it was it was a little hobby that got a bit out of hand um but then you your your palate develops and all of that so you start to identify things a bit easier as well, but I, I still to this day make notes on my phone. Um, when I have, if I have a good beer, the name of it, who brewed it, what yeah. the hops were, what yeah, the percentage yeah. was, so that I can remember it.
1: Yeah, we. So just recently, sort of Christmas, well December on, onwards, we've um my mate goes to the, watch the Alex quite often, and uh, oh, that's regularly. a shame. It's all he, old guy. Yeah, yeah, well. Be rivals, would not we, Derby? Yeah, true. (laughs) Um, um, so I've started going with him on the odd occasion because I remember going as a kid, and actually, I quite like going to watch that that tier of football, to be honest. And it's not too expensive. And you know, I'm a United fan, and I couldn't afford to go United on a day out and justify it to the kids and and my wife that that's what I was going to spend money on. So
0: no, I totally agree
1: with you. And while we do it. We get to sample a couple of the local drinking holes, watering holes while we're at it. Mm-hmm. So we've been in Ebenezer's a few times on Nantwich Road.
0: Really like it, innit? And
1: yeah, I do I do enjoy it. And um it's in there I've started, you know, make a note of a few bits and bobs and keep a track of things. And um I remember like so we would do that, me and my mate would do it what 10, 12 years ago. Maybe yeah. slightly longer, 13 years maybe. We would be doing that around the town. There was a few places to drink at the time. We weren't, you know, we weren't spoilt for choice, but we had, what did we have back then? We would have had Beardock, Hops, yeah. the Borough, um, maybe one or two others. I don't know. We might have had to go into Nantwich for another one. Um, Weatherspoons were still open, but yeah. yeah, I don't know if we count that. Uh, get a few cask in there though. Right.
0: Do you know what? Even to Monday, I went into against my will. Went into the one in Sandbach, and they had uh Town, Congleton, Blueberry for two pound yeah. ninety, uh, and a Macclesfield uh, Storm Brewing for two pound seventy. And as much as I hate spoons and I, and I hate everything about capitalism, I like cheap beer. So
1: well, that's the that's the, that's the selling no. point, isn't it? I mean, you can't say no to that price. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's where I'd sort of make some notes and things like that, and, and we would sit around and talk about beers, and then we'd get three or four in, and then we'd stop making notes and forget completely what we drank, and it'd just be another yeah. night on the, you know, on the pile. Um, but yeah, more recently, as I say, with with a little bit of the well kit brewing, I'm getting more into it and more interested, and it's always yeah. been an interest, you know. Everyone like, well, not everyone, but I mean, I like a beer. So mm-hmm. I may as well make it a hobby and an interest at the same time, hadn't I? Exactly. And, and, and it's
0: also, it's, it's liking a beer and then, like, you can like anything. You can go to a takeaway and go, oh, I really like that, and then and move on, or, oh, I really enjoyed that restaurant. But you don't go home and research how they made that meal. Yeah. Whereas with beer, I'll drink it. I'll go home and be like, right, so what, what yeast have they used? How sad is that? Like, when did my life get to that point? either way though that that became an interesting and, and then you are like oh it's got this kind of yeast in so now i know what i'm going to expect from that beer yeah. it's got these hops in i know where they're from like they're the whole five six years ago if somebody said to me east coast versus west coast i'd have been like i don't know what you're talking about yeah like i would barely understand america as it is um Whereas now I can probably predict the flavor profile and the hops that are going to be in the beer. Like you, you're going to know where they're from or New Zealand hops, but it just becomes useless information. That's probably no use to anyone
1: <laughs> well, unless you're a brewer. That's it, isn't it? But I mean, through um, using Jamie's Man Cave as a way of reviewing beers, yeah, also doing some like reviews of um, homebrew kits, um and to be honest they're probably more popular because i think whenever somebody's thinking about brewing a new kit they'll go on youtube and they'll look if somebody else has done it and what it mm-hmm. tastes like otherwise they won't bother wasting the money you know what i mean so that was one of the things i do as well but then through that then i start i've i've, I've started blogging about a beer a little bit more yeah and i've recently done something around um it it was titled novelty beers or clever branding. And and it was kind of going back to when I can't say it's when craft beer first started, but it's when craft beer started for me and my friends. And we're talking yeah. probably 13 years ago. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Um so when when you had all your interest in can art and your interest in names, yeah, and that was the selling point, and that was what you got you into your beer. And yeah. you'd buy you'd buy a beer or you'd sample something off the tap in a bar because it had a stupid name.
0: Looked weird, sounded weird.
1: Yes. And so then you go from there to kind of where we are now. And and there's so much progression in the middle from me looking at it at the outside. For the brewers, it, you know, they've probably always been doing it. It's always yeah. what they wanted to do. But now you've got such a sort of science that goes on behind and into making decent and real nice beer that it's not just about a funny title. God, uh, no. And then the same beer in this can as in the other can, but they've got two s- separate stupid names. Yeah, You know what I mean? So it might just be a pale ale in two cans, but they put a different label on each. It's not like that anymore. There's there's decent stuff out there. That, that yeah, Listening to your podcast, there's really decent stuff out there. And I was actually listening to your first opposites Attract episode that Lewis was on, and you were going over this topic. And it reminded me today of sort of where I was at in my thinking a couple of weeks ago when I wrote that.
0: it's interesting because when you say like 12 years ago so to me that's about 10 years ago when i could start drinking i i remember maori by tiny rebel right and that was a, a pale ale i think it was like a new zealand hopped pale ale how the fudge i remember that yeah 10 years ago but i remember so I worked at the brewery Tapping Leeds. I remember that being on cask, looking at the pump clip and being like, that's really weird. Like that, that it had a cartoon bear on. It had like a grenade on it. No, a Bar was another one by Tina Rebel at the time. Yeah. It had a grenade on it. And I was like, that's so weird. And that drew me in. I had no idea what I was drinking. 18-year-old me was just drinking it going, ooh, Oh, this is a bit different to Strongbow. This is a bit different to Definitely, Amstel, yeah. Carlin. But ten years later, I still remember seeing it. And and then when you look at where Tiny Rebel are now, yeah, with one how big they are and two how wacky their stuff is, you can you can kind of see where they've gone but and and they make good beer and I still vouch for this people shout at me when I say that they still make good beer there's a there's a click there's a a very small click in the craft beer scene on social media that don't like don't like when when people do well it's probably the best way to put it I think Okay. yeah I think people don't like to see breweries become too big
1: is that like the same thing Um, with any anything small that music no, this, is, this is our thing yeah and now you've gone mainstream with it we don't yeah. like that yeah yeah yeah
0: the only scene that doesn't happen in is metal music personally okay i think everyone in the metal music scene wants that like the wants that band to be fucking huge yeah like, i, I want to see you play to 100 people and then I want to see you play to 10,000 people and I want to see you get a number one in the charts. Like I, I want to see that. I want, yeah. I want more people listening to metal. Um, But I also want to see you in the small venues. And I think it's the only scene where people don't turn around and go, how dare you? It's more, if anything, it's like, who right, get that music out there, get that heard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But they, you, you want to go along for the ride though. They want to be there. Because metalheads yeah. will still be metalheads whether there's a hundred people exactly. in the room or ten thousand or whatever, you know.
0: Whereas craft beer drinkers, some this is a massive over, like simplification. But yeah. some craft beer drinkers would, would, would turn around and go, like, well, I don't want, I don't want you drinking it. Like you don't drink craft beer. It's it's so bizarre. Excuse me. It's so bizarre. Whereas to me, I want everyone. I literally my whole family. I'm like, try this, try that. Have this, have that. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah. Have this. Yeah. And
1: I, I, I will buy, I will buy a beer based on its its name and its wacky branding and and you know if it sounds like it's going to be a good beer. Yeah. Um, I, I have done that and I will do that again. Um, but I am. I'm sat here drinking a stout tonight. Winter for me is my stout time. Yeah. I will drink stouts in the winter. I'll drink um, dark beers in the winter. I'll drink my rubies and bitters and, you know, even a pint of mild I'll have in the winter that I wouldn't consider having in the spring, which is around the corner. Um, But probably my go-to would be an IPA, maybe a West Coast or a New New England IPA.
0: Yeah. New England is my... I've changed a little bit in the last couple of months. But my, the juicier, the fruitier, the more tropical, the better. I don't mind it hazy like New England became my thing. Less bitter. I, I like bitter beers, but recently I've really got into that. I'm actually going for lower ABV beers at the minute. So, I'm I'm enjoying three to four percent pale ales, and yeah. when they're done right, you see, and you have a good one. You, I ju- I sit there like. That is craftsmanship. It's yeah. easy to make an 8 nine. Na- I'll be careful how I say that. It's easy to make an eight point nine, eight or nine percent dipper taste tropical, trick, taste fruity, taste like this, because you've got the alcohol to amplify it. You're getting that in a 3.8% easy drinking beer. So the one I'm drinking right now, I'll be honest, it's 4.2%. It's it's the least memorable beer I'm drinking non-offensive in it anyway it's doing the job but it's gonna i won't remember it yeah when i'm drinking a 3.8 percent beer and i go wow i want five of them i want to have that now i want it again like that 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 is craftsmanship that's quality
1: i had i had one of them and again i can't remember what it was it's it's on the man cave on youtube and it was dig brew I'm just trying to quickly find it. I'm going way back, so it's one of Dig Brew's lower alcohol ones, and oh, Ocean. It, it had the blue label, Silver Can, blue label. Um, I got it from the crew dog. Their little.
0: Rest in peace, Dig Brew. By the way.
1: Yeah, that was a sad thing. I saw that on. I think I saw I saw that on your Twitter. Sad feed. Sad
0: and really honestly, out of nowhere. Well,
1: to me they looked like they were the they were, they were the ones that were going to be massive yeah i 100% agree and how they were so we brewed it. a beer with them um uh, coming up to a year ago
0: april last year and so i went down set up was great their whole setup was they had loads of kit loads of great beer tasting great they just opened a little bottle shop in the town in the city centre of birmingham Everything was going right for Dig Brew. Yeah. And then overnight, something changed, which makes you ask questions.
1: Yeah, yeah. Is it? So have they gone completely, or are they still open to to brewing beer? Just no? uh, Gone. Right, wow.
0: Gone. So I'm just looking on their Instagram now. The last thing they posted was back in January with a heavy heart. And uh, and thumbs that don't want to type this, I inform you, blah blah blah. But so Ollie, who wrote that post, was uh, the owner, the founder of Big yeah. Brew. Yeah. Quite a young, quite a young lad as well, actually. Um. So if we, that plays a part of it, you not know, like this big conglomerate like some of the breweries. Are, I, I, he, he felt like somebody who was probably 28, twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. Um, running quite a well, a well established brewery in Birmingham that are now well known around the UK. Mm. You know, he's got thirty years left in his career. He might have just gone. You know what, mate? I've got all my money I need, and it's not making loads of money. Okay, but I've got money I need. I can I can go on to bigger better things because he wasn't he wasn't the brewer. He was the brains and the mastermind behind it all, the the design and whatnot. But so So, and he could. I am exactly. I am just making that up. That could be a lie, but that that could be a motivation behind it is. He could have gone, do you know what? I can make my money elsewhere. Yeah. And with the cost of everything in the brewing world, he well, could was... have just looked at the accounts and gone in the next 12 months, we're not going to have this much money. We're going to have this much money. Um, yeah. So let's go now whilst we can. And loads of breweries are doing that,
1: that's... which is heartbreaking. That's the... That's, that's the sad part about it. Because if, 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 if somebody like that, who potentially could have gone on to, real big things in the next sort of twelve to eighteen months, twenty-four months. If they could do that, then what about some of the startups I've only been going for six to twelve months yeah. and all that kind of stuff? It's, exactly yeah. So it was it was hot, Hut lunch and bar three percent table beer that I had really? from them. And I remember sitting there saying that there's you know, if if I didn't know that was three oh, well, percent, I would never have guessed. That could be a four or five percent yeah, proper, proper beer, let's call it, and that's yeah, proper beer you know. flavors there that like yeah. yeah the the yeah. the beer snobs won't like me for saying proper beer, but um yeah that that was that was really good, really nice. I actually nipped into uh across to the crew dog on my lunch earlier. I was after some mash gang, and I thought if anyone's got mash gang in crew, it's going to be them. But they didn't have a lot in the fridge, so I might have caught them on a bad day. Um, yeah
0: I think um, so the reason why you would have got all mash gang in the crew dog back in the day is because Lewis would would have got it all in, yeah, whereas the new people who have taken over after Lewis um basically aren't selling the no and low alcohol as much okay um so he so he believe it or not, I'm probably announcing this in the wrong place he he works for mash gang now. Wow. Okay. So he, he's he sales for MASH Gang. Um, exclusive. He's sales for MASH Gang in the whole UK. Um, wow. Congratulations. Waiting Lewis. for it to all get like, he's got, his. Well, put it this way, he's got an Instagram account called Mashgang Lewis. So I've not announced anything without him already starting. And he's got an email address. So it, it's begun. I'm not announcing anything. I shouldn't be.
1: If, if you want to check
0: that um, and let me know if it's okay for this to come out. but I mean... I, Honestly, like he, do <laughs> it. But now, genuinely, say so. well, he
1: wants to send me some Mash Gang stuff. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, was, I, I will yeah. have a word. That is funny how it's all that's kind of panned out because yeah. I thought I was. It's mental. I probably should have done it in January when everyone else was dipping it, but I didn't for whatever reason. And then I just thought, you know what? Mash Gang are popping up everywhere. And I don't think yeah. I've had anything from them. And I, 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 I looked at Stoop loads of times, but it's just never been. The right drinking session, let's say, for me to fit that in or whatever. Let me tell you now,
0: any drinking... I'm going to sound like such a fangirl. Any drinking session is a stoop drinking session. Right, okay. No matter if you're going for the biggest night, you're going for the quietest night, it is... Better than any macro lager you're going to choose. Any, you know, if you, I go out with my mates after football. I, we'll be drinking San Miguel or Amstel, whatever's there. Yeah. If Stoop's on, which is not going to be when I've finished football, it is alcohol-free, so it's relatively guilt-free, low-calorie. It tastes just as good. The flavor, I don't know what they've done, but the flavor's great. Um, And, you know, don't get me wrong, some of that beers are wacky. Some of them are mental. Some are i've had i've been like what have i like last week i had the northern monk collaboration the the name i don't think it had a name but it was based on because a patrons project so it was like called 28.09 or something silly um but it was based on those sherbet fizzy worms you used to have as kids oh yeah oh my lord 0.5 percent i was just drinking sweets okay i was just drinking sweets to the point where i gave it to natalie and she was like i hate beer and i was like no this isn't beer these are gummy worms yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was like oh my god it is um but no stoop if you ever come across it it, it and you might think oh i'm paying three pound fifty four pound for a non-alcoholic beer worth it it completely okay. worth it you'd think you're having a beer it, every time we've gone out whether it, no no matter who i've gone out with if i come across stoop it's perfect right in the middle of a drinking session You continue drinking, but you don't go too far. You don't feel too bloated. It breaks it up quite nicely, and a good train beer as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was thinking it would be it would be a good little review segment if I if I sampled a few of theirs for like midweek beer reviews because I'm not necessarily reviewing beer, am I? Or I'm not reviewing alcohol, but I am reviewing beer. So.
0: Honestly, yeah, like midweek, that's that's what I like. So I've now actively chose not to drink, he says on a Wednesday, not to drink midweek. Um, half term's a different story, but my, my goal is to reduce my calorie intake and reduce beers um, so that I can lose a bit of weight, do some runs, and then have it all and put it back on on a Friday, Saturday. Um, but I've got the can here. So they
1: brewed this stout. So I've I've seen it on Instagram and other places, yeah. It is
0: unbelievable. Is it? I can't, so Amundsen makes some of the best imperial 11%, 12% stouts you're ever going to have. Mashgang makes some of the best non-alcoholic beer, so when you put those two together you've got a 0.5% stout but on the back it's called chocolate cherry cake stout. Everything about it, so I saw some reviews that were saying it's too sweet.
1: Okay, It's a
0: chocolate cherry cake.
1: Yeah,
0: It's going to be sweet. So too sweet for someone personally, totally get. It's what it's supposed to be. And when you read it on the back, it's a mix of chocolate, cherry, smooth, creamy body with vanilla and rich, dark chocolate. All of it, 0.5%, it's thicker than Guinness. Like thick. You're getting a stout. You feel like you're drinking a, an imperial stout, but it's got no alcohol whatsoever. The flavour was crazy. So yeah, I I thoroughly recommend you doing a, a mash gang YouTube video without need, a doubt.
1: I need a little mash gang run of some some sort. I, I feel like yeah.
0: I'll uh, I'll have to have words with the old chief.
1: Yeah, you could let me let me know on that one. I've got oh, a we'll, do uh, well, you know, I'm, I've got a brewery of the month blog running so it will fall into that category and that's like what I will do. I like Um, that. That's what I'll do with it. Um we did um we did pressure drop for January. Yeah. Um had some really good beers. The alligator tugboat was really good. The IPA West Coast. Oh nice. Really nice. And that was a recommendation from the Craft Beer Channel. Um which is, like, if, I mean, if it's good enough for them, it's worth a try, isn't it? It's uh... Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. Well, they've got um, this Friday night a huge live video with Verdant. Oh, yeah. And they're doing it's a Verdant have just brewed a triple IPA, 10% version of Putty, which is their 8% dipper. Um, so obviously it, it, that's the most hyped beer I've ever seen. There's, it sells out in three and a half minutes. Like you go on the website and it's gone by the time you clicked on the website. Um, it's another conversation if that hype is is due or not. Okay. Um, but they've they marketing. They've they've nailed it. Okay. You know, year in year out, January comes, that beer sells out every time.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a bit like the um. If a you know the only one other one i was sort of aware of really would be the the books and omnipolo yellow belly one, which um somebody I used to work with kind of got me into that into that one. And I know they only released limited runs, didn't they? And I had Yeah. I, I bought two bottles one year. And I got the two bottles. And um I drank one at home, probably when I wasn't in the right frame of mind to be sat enjoying it. And I don't yeah. remember it being that memorable. And then the other bottle stayed in the drinks cabinet that's just sat down there got pushed to the back and stayed there for ages. And then we moved house. It came with me <laughs> and it spent a little bit of time in storage as well. So it was like, it was almost 12 months out of date, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought I'm going to drink this. I'm going to try it. And um, I reviewed it on, uh, it was actually the Talking Dad uh, YouTube channel at the time. And I reviewed it on there. That's where I first start, got started and the, the man cave came from. And it was a really good beer. Really enjoyed it. Mm. Very, very nice. And obviously they don't make it anymore, do they? Or do they make it? But it, they don't brand it the same anymore. I think it's special
0: one-off. So, so. we'll probably see something come up in six months where they go, guess what's
1: back? Yeah. Even at a date, it was good. You know what I mean? It yeah. was like, it's just a, a real good beer. But um, yeah. The, Buxton,
0: um, our dark horses. It's, it's, there's, there's the, the scene is really weird. Breweries yeah. that become big and disappear, and they Buxton have been around for since you started drinking. Yeah, do yeah, you know what I mean. They have been the players of of ale and craft beer. They've been making fantastic beer since before I was old enough to drink. Yeah, but a bit like Red Willow. I know they're both local to us, but a bit like Red Willow, they're names that will still be here in ten years' time, but they will never be. On everybody's social media page, they're yeah. not like the the cool beers to be having. It's so bizarre because Buxton make quality quality beer over and over and over, but they're not. It's good for us to have around here, but not, somebody sat in uh, somewhere down south isn't going to go. I I need to get on the Buxton website and I need to get this beer in. Yeah, um, which is where like whereas I'm that person. Where Verdant or Dea, who are 100 to 150 miles away from me, I'm sat on their website going, Oh, do I need to get this beer? I think I need to get this beer. Whereas it's a shame that Buxton aren't aren't there.
1: Is that is that but a marketing thing? Is that a branding thing?
0: I think it's more branding than marketing because their branding their marketing's fine. Like they're obviously they're obviously they've got the Buxton biggest, themselves have got a tap room and a bar in Buxton. They sell enough beer to their suppliers or, or, or there's two worlds to craft beer in there. you've got yeah. your consumers yeah. who are me and you who buy it to drink at home but really their biggest market is over here and that is pubs bottle yeah. shops i i you want to sell 300 quid of a beer to this pub you buy so many casks so many kegs like that's their market and that's what buxton have done yeah. buxton have gone i don't care if joe blogs down south is going to buy 12 cans because these guys over here are gonna buy six casks. well there's yeah. there's 300 quid yeah. on a regular basis as well. on a regular basis, I will yeah. have that every month. yeah, and yeah. they've got let's say twenty five of those that are going to constantly buy these beers over and over. Yeah. so that's their game. yeah um and Red Willow are the same Red Willow are a brewery that just constantly brew beer and you'll turn up at a pub in the middle of Manchester. you'll turn up at a pub in the middle of Birmingham. And Red Willow on cask will be there. Like they, they don't have to sell themselves. So it just it's there. Yeah. Um, you don't need a salesperson to run around and go, you need this beer. Whereas some breweries at the minute that that is a is a fighting game for those lines. And you're not just fighting craft beer, you're fighting you're fighting your macros who are now making IPAs and, and lower ABV stats. You know, it's not just like even guinness guinness are doing this and you look at BrewDog, are a really good example of again a, a craft beer who've gone huge you're fighting against your brew dogs now because it's cheaper to put brew dog punk ipa on in a pub than it is to put on a pressure drop west coast yeah and and, and i get that's where the, the battle is and that's why some breweries are disappearing
1: that's hard work is it i mean you know mm. But that's why places like Ebenezer's Local to Me, Crew Dog, that will put a good selection on and they will rotate. Yeah. And so you've always got that option and you might find one that you really, really enjoy. And then you will go and buy six or 12 cans or, so, or whatever the box needs to be. Um, the one thing we have found is me and my mate have sort of agreed that every, either every month or every couple of months, we'll do a 25, 30 quid order from somewhere. Yeah, and that's kind of the birth of Brewery of the Month. Um, and we'll go go in half each on a on a box from somewhere, and then that'll be our month's worth of uh, of new beers to try. That's where why we did Pressure Drop. Um, but yeah. what we have found with some places is y- you can't necessarily get all the stuff on their website, or you know they don't sell it all in cans, or you can't buy direct from them. And Stump that's what we've had breweries
0: again. will go. You can't have one can, but you can <laughs> have twelve. Yeah. Like, you can't have this one pail, but I will send you 48 quid to fly. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, this is going to sound history. like... Yeah. It's going to sound like I work for Bruiser when I say this, but have you tried Bruiser?
1: Yeah. haven't, actually.
0: So, I promise, you, this sounds like I'm trying to upsell them. The best subs- subscription service, because like, I pause it every other month. Okay. So, I will... I've not got nothing. I've got nothing coming next month because I don't. It's thirty-eight pounds a month. Right. You choose the brewery, and now because it's been going a year, you know exactly what you're getting. So at the start, you're like choosing a brewery. They might send you seven beers, or they might send you twelve. You, you don't know, and obviously, it's got to be worth the money. Now it's been going for so long. All of them post videos, so at the minute. Um, This is one I didn't do just because I've already had them recently. Full circle in Newcastle are doing 10 cans and a glass for 38 quid. Now, if you took my referral code, you get that for 30 quid, and then I get eight quid off my next box. It's a no-brainer. So then if you then took that, for example, you'd get full circle beer, 10 cans in a glass for like £3 each, £2.50 each if you're getting a glass. And some of those beers are 8% and you're getting 10 of them. It it, it blows my mind how Bruiser have done it. Um, they actually put a blog post out today kind of explaining because somebody put on a forum online being like, how do they make money? So they just explained it. Right. And Bruiser were like, we we don't charge the, the brewery anything. Other, everyone gets charged the same. And then it's up to the brewery what they put in. So it's in a brewery's best interest to make their box look better than another brewery's. so, so, you um, come back. so it's genius. So Arbor do five hundred and no, they do pint cans. Yeah. So you get your four forties, they do five hundred and sixty eight mil. I saw something and you in can the get
1: fridge earlier at um, the crude and they look huge compared to like huge. all the other cans that are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mental. <laughs> but they sell on their bruiser box nine pints and a glass. And if you you know, on a normal month, that's thirty-eight quid. But if you oh. sign up, that's thirty quid. And you get nine pints and a glass. Like that that money and the maths doesn't work out. It's genius. Genius. And then the bigger ones, Verdant, they sell seven. So their their box is seven beers. But if you go on Verdant's website, if you bought seven beers and paid delivery, it's like forty eight quid. Right. So it, it it is. Brews is really good, and it's one of those that if you did every month, you you, you can choose the brewery. Um Obviously, if you're doing with a mate, probably would it, it was not enough for two of you. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Um but my mate, my mate Ben, who does opposites Attract, the every other month, if I don't do Bruiser, we then go, right, should we do an order together on the Fuss Club or something like that? Um so they're the two main I use to get beers in, the Fuss Club and Bruiser.
1: I'll have to have a look at them because I kind of just sort of I've I've done the subscription services before. I just got a bit fed up of it and you know right. so... taking take my money for sending me the same crap. Be-
0: fifty two are the worst and you can put this anywhere you want this i've, I've
1: seen your stuff i know what you're gonna say <laughs>
0: they're the worst company ethically and everything about them they're just shocking and i i go back to seven eight years ago before i even cared about the craft beer scene properly i remember cancelling them and they rang me at work and I three times so i rang them back at the end of my shift and was like hi who's this and we're like hi um we've seen your email that you want to get rid of your beer 52 subscription here's here's an offer we'll take 10 pounds off your next box so your next box will be 22 pounds or 18 pounds do you want to stay with us no how about we offer you then 15 pounds for your next box no i don't want your box leave let me go bruiser you cancel your gun You pause it. I've paused this month and I might pause next month. Um, So you don't, you don't, you can organize, you can plan January to December. You can go, right, I'll have pressure dropped in in January. I'll have Baron in February. I'll have Neon Raptor in March. I'll have Dea in April. I will pause May because May, I need more money for whatever. Oh, it's my birthday month. So I might save a bit of money because people will get me beer. Um, And then you can just go, actually, I'm done cancel and that th- you're out um and then here's one I'm going to shut up after this you then give your referral code to your mate he gets eight pound off his box you get eight pound off your next box so then your next box and my box this month was 22 pounds and I got eight beers from Baron 500 mil cans for 22 quid because two people took my referral codes. Yeah, mental. I don't get how it works. It's Fuck capitalism. Yeah. Sorry, you can cut that bit out. <laughs> I just like beating the system. That's going on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> All my little
1: my A level sociology students will be like,
0: "Yes, Mister O'Brien." <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I know a lot of people that'll be with you as well. <laughs> um, right. So we've gone on about lots of stuff. Yeah, we have, to be fair. And, and not many, you know, a couple of them were my questions, but um, let me try and pick out a couple of questions for you before, so we can sort of finish off with was, I feel like we'll be here all night and I haven't got any more beers in the... Fr- well, I have. I've got the vocation um, celebration stuff left. I've still got the 9% and the 10% left because I just don't know where they're going to fit in my rotation. They're not they not a Wednesday night review this beer no, beer, are they? Totally,
0: totally get that. I've got 10% stout Zilla that has been by unbarred. Apparently, it's like the best beer ever. I had it, I had it last year at a beer festival, incredible. Um, but every year it gets better. And so it's a Christmas beer they bring out. When do I when do I drink this amazing beer? Yeah. When do you sit there and go, I'm gonna drink a full, full can of 10%. I don't know when that day is. Yeah. There's never a moment where I go, now's the time. Yeah. So it's still sat there. Yeah.
1: If somebody comes <laughs> round that I know likes that type of beer and likes to that I could have half and half with them, but then, you know, I do feel like I should drink it all myself because I paid for it. But
0: Exactly. And that's exactly what I've just said on a recent episode is yeah. like, I also don't want to share it, <laughs>
1: yeah. but I shouldn't have it all. <laughs> um, right. So what are your thoughts on the beer industry and what do you think is going to be the big style for the coming year so what's my thought on the industry at the minute is
0: it's a scary scary time to be a brewery a bottle shop or a pub honestly and that's that's nothing to do with consumerism or, or or the people within the scene that is there are taxes being imposed at the minute and changes in different schemes and they kind of support the big players so so much tax has to be paid if your beer is over such a percentage um the cost of using grains and yeast and and malt and all this is going up and up and up so if you are a small player and you are not breaking even too often or you're only just breaking even then where's your motivation to carry on Whereas, you know, if you want to pay bills and employ people. Um, so that's my worry. But also on the flip side of that, it's one of the most exciting times to be in the scene because some breweries are making incredible beers, and there are there is so much choice and option, and it's not just having to go to Ebenezer's and Crew Dog anymore. You can walk into x y and z and there will be something there will be an offering so it's an exciting time to also be a part of the scene um it's not a cheap time to be a part of it no um so yeah that's my view on that one um and then the next big style i said on a recent episode of the opposite attract series with ben was this year i think we're going to see a big increase in lower abv as in not your 0.5%, your threes, your fours, your five percent Just because cost of hops ingredients in general, yeah. it, people are going to have to bring that down. Um, so we're going to might we might see more core range pale ales and IPAs, um, but more low percentage. I think we're going to see a shift towards core. Um, I've just recorded an episode with Top Rope, who are in Liverpool in Bootle. Um, that's out next week or so. Um, and what, one of the, what Neil was saying on that episode was like, we've had to release a core range to guarantee money. We've, we could do what right. Verdant and Dea do and release 100 beers a year because yeah. people will buy it if you're Verdant and Daya. But if you're one of these smaller players, you want the local pubs to go and the local consumers in those pubs to go, I recognize that, I'm going to have that again. And because people aren't taking risks. I'm not going to risk £7 on a beer somewhere or £4 on a half. I want something that's going to be safe. So I think we're going to see a shift towards lower ABV and more core beers.
1: Yeah, and that's where where brewers are going to have to get creative because that's going to be a a saturated market again, isn't it? And that's going to be, you know, are you just throwing out a cheap table beer because you want to make mm-hmm. it part of your core range so it's cheap enough for people to buy or are you going to put all the science and brewer, brewer stuff in behind it where you're going to make something like you know the the dig brew table beer i had where you wouldn't even know that was a 3% yeah but you're probably going to get it for a similar kind of price range
0: yeah exactly i've That's just grabbed it. a yeah so this is one from the episode so that is uh, top rope ice cream pale ale gingerbread version. So it's an ice cream pale ale, four point six percent Christmas beer. So it had a gingerbread uh, theme to it. Yeah, and that that's exactly what you're saying. That's a way of going. we've Got to keep it low ABV. We've got to keep it relatively straightforward for people who aren't craft beer drinkers. Maybe you know your local random yeah. to to go. Oh, let's try that. But also to be creative. Um. And a, a lot of breweries, I think, are going to lean towards that. You're going to have your, you're going to have your big beers. You're going to have breweries that go, "Here's our big ten percent triple IPA." Here's our big eleven percent uh, monster of a stout. They're going to happen because it, it, that's going to keep the attention going. But you're not going to see every brewery do that. You're not going to see all of them. I personally don't think I could eat my words. I could get to the end of 2023, and it'd be the year of big bold. 12% quadruple beers. I might be really wrong, but yeah, uh, yeah. given the cost of everything, playing it safe this year, I think.
1: I think so. Um, what about the local scene to you? The mm. pubs, bars. so we've got quite a similar, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, we've got quite a similar local scene, haven't we? Um, Soundbatch actually quite quiet. So I've got a bottle shop here, the, the beer emporium. They've got a beer wall. They like to call it the beer wall. And it is a great view. It's just a, a wall full of cans, which is okay. lovely. Um, uh, so i quite fortunate because they bring in loads of great beer, kind of like Ebenezer's in Crewe. Um, but brewery wise, we're fortunate to have on our doorsteps Red Willow, Bear Town get on a train, get into Manchester, and then you open up a whole different kind of worms. Yeah, You've definitely. got track and shore shot right out the train station, cloud water right around the corner. Um, You know, 40 minutes on a train, and, and you are surrounded by one of the best craft beer scenes in the UK. Um, so we're very fortunate with that. Um, But one thing not to ever forget for anybody who ever vis- visits Cheshire is, like, the best part of the scene are the pubs and the people within those pubs i wouldn't know half this stuff or have been introduced to half of these breweries if it wasn't for Stam, who is the landlord at the bear town tap in congleton he he, he sometimes i go in it would be like come downstairs come and look at the secret fridge and right. um, the stuff that isn't out yet and they'd be like "Oh, i've just got this in that goes out next week or this goes out next month um and you know I used to go on a wednesday night and Uh, like do pub quiz and stuff like that. And those pubs, those people within the scene that are igniting that spark, um, are the ones that are going to keep it alive. And that, that, there are so many of those in Cheshire. There are so many little pubs. You know, your, your way, I imagine there's quite a few as well, isn't there?
1: Yeah. So we've got Ebenezer's, we've got one in Crew, one in Nantwich, we've got the Crew Dog, Hops, Borough, um, else have we got lots of other little pubs um that you can find all sorts in but yeah yeah. um yeah we we've got a good selection really so i mean like for us in the town you've got maybe five or six that you've got tom's tap as well which is slightly outside. yeah they
0: brew great beer as well
1: yeah but you've got like a nice little run there um for me though personally it's I can't get round all of them every weekend to support them like I would like to. Totally get it. But I, I, you know that that feeling is always there that I want to support local. Do you know totally what I mean? get that. At the same time as I want to support small craft beer breweries elsewhere as well, but you you know yeah. your money only goes so far. You've only got so much time. You can only justify going out drinking so many times to the the other half, and uh, you know how it is. So um every time but, i'm in, every time i'm in one of them pubs or bars i think i'm having a lovely time and i'm glad i can come and spend my money here yeah but it it might be three months till i come back and i i just hope i that get I'm that. Still, still here in three months you know what i mean at the moment
0: yeah i guess given platforms how big or how small those platforms are yeah. on youtube or on spotify or wherever that is on twitter or instagram like keep talking about it spreading the word
1: yeah that's it, isn't that, it?
0: that's that's the thing so and, and chatting to people i chat to a lot of people on my craft beer account people i've never met in my entire life yeah um people are just virtual to me and just talking about oh have you tried these have you had that and they'll say to me have you tried this i've got people who i'm really quite close to now through through that account who are like oh man i've just tried this beer from so and so um you've got to get your hands on it and and those conversations they're your psychological nudges to go that's word of word of mouth in it word of mouth yeah another word yeah that, that, that's that's going to keep the scene going um i totally get that feeling of i cannot afford to go to the bottle shop every weekend here yeah. i really can't um but as long as people keep going yeah and 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 we keep talking to people and and introducing people to go oh do you know what rather than having that pint at spoons why don't we go over here and just turn in every so often somebody to it yeah um like a bruiser i keep tweaking people going why try that brewery you know like give this a go but go for a brew you've never heard of that's
1: it because it's in their
0: interest because they're not going to send you anything that's going to skint them yeah um and then you might try something new which is cool because Red Willow have ended up on there, which is nice. It means that people can get Red Willow wherever they want.
1: Yeah. Right. Have you got any big plans for the podcast in the coming year that you can tell me about? Oh,
0: <laughs> big plans for the podcast. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I'll happily tell anything. Um, so the plan is to keep Hoppers Attract going all year. It's brought a fresh element to the whole podcast. the The dynamic used to be, me lewis q and a brewery yeah. there's only so many times you can say what got you into brewing what are you doing next so we we agreed to move on and and now keep opposites attract as a as a shorter more energetic fun all about the beer different breweries being showcased sometimes we can showcase four breweries in an episode yeah and it's just about new things that are happening bringing the news to people about what's new and what's going on also what beers we've enjoyed so that's going to continue um alongside q and a's so i mentioned top rope earlier um so top rate is going to be top rope is going to be our first q and a of 2023 and then i'm going to focus on some other breweries that I've had on probably once a month rather than every two weeks so there are still going to be loads of episodes coming out along that we like to do a little birthday kind of party okay. um, first and second birthday party episodes are on Spotify and whatnot. And um, they've always been live zoom parties. The first one went about 25 people on zoom, three breweries, and people could buy a pack online and then drink along with which was really cool. We did that for the second birthday and brewed a beer with Dig Brew. Yep.
1: Um,
0: so this year the goal is to release for our third birthday three collaboration beers um i've got confirmation from three breweries all three are willing to take part all three are happy to brew a beer whether it happens in in the grand scheme of things you know everything gets in the way and brew schedules are busy okay um we'll see but there are potentially up to three beers coming out by april may to celebrate our third birthday um and just work with breweries that we've we've really got on with over the last two years. You know, some more than others. We we're really still in contact with, and we get on really well, and we visit and we speak to. Um, so yeah, that that's the exciting stuff coming up. Not too much change, but more events. Um, we are also hate the word performing because that's a load of rubbish. Okay. So we are hosting, um, at their craft beer cheshire craft beer festival um so we did that last year for the first time had our own tent and it was it was awesome Which so we're doing that, that, again that
1: again is that nutsford
0: in Knutsford yeah um
1: i haven't and hopefully
0: that do it it's really cool you know really cool because obviously great beer but there's loads of stuff going on as well you kind of feel like you're at a mini festival they have like loads of music on loads of bands howard from take that was djing last year like Okay. that's cool okay um so yeah last year was, cr- it was crazy because i thought we were just going to stand there like awkward people and nobody was going to come and speak to us but it ended up being the brewery hangout so all the brewers and all the breweries would just come and sit in our bean bags chilling out with us and, and other people when they weren't on the bar or they had volunteers on the bar so they the breweries themselves didn't even have to showcase their beer mm-hmm. so it was a stage where I was like. Guy from Tiny Rebel, guy from Dig Brew, Top Rope, what they called from Northwich, Hush, uh, Simon from Hush. And it was like six breweries all just sat, we're all just chilling having a beer together. And I was like, how's this happened? This is so weird. We're not on Zoom. This isn't normal. Um, So that's one of the big ones. And then I'm trying my best to try and get into more festivals throughout the year and just get the podcast name out there more. Um, But yeah. Exciting year ahead! Lots of beer to be drank.
1: It sounds exciting. We did um, we did Macclesfield Beer Festival quite a few years ago, and we've done the the Heritage one in Crew a few times. Um, love that. I haven't done I it love recently. that Macclesfield,
0: Macclesfield Beer Festival was my first ever beer festival. That's where I'm from. That's my that's my home. Yeah, um, we'll go there this year. I'll be going there this year. I, Working I, on something on that.
1: Okay, that's good. I worked trying. I, I worked in and around Mac for about five years, so. I know my way around, um, Yeah, but I didn't get to sample as many of the pubs and bars as I would have liked to because I was always there for work in the daytime. So yeah, Um, this year I would like to say that I can catch up on a few beer festivals, um, but we'll see how it goes. But yeah, um, good to talk to you. Happy
0: days. Let me know when this comes out. I will share it far and wide.